Hi everyone, this is Val Sopi. And this is Bootstrapping SaaS. In this podcast, I share my journey to 10K in recurring revenue with claritask.com. Today, I will be talking about a few things. Um, what I did this past week, um, a current user update, the channels I am focusing for now, uh, some updates to the website, new pricing. I'm going to be talking about current expenses as well. A little bit about the competition, even though I would like to have a uh, special episode for that. And uh, here I go. So um, hope your week was great. Uh, today is Friday. And um, I've been working since last Saturday, actually. So uh, I've been working for the past seven days, and it's uh, Friday. However, uh, I did take it a little bit easier because uh, my son had a little flu, and I had to stay with him at home. He couldn't go to school, and uh, I did some work. And surprisingly, I actually worked less, uh, but I got a lot more done for some weird reason. I was more efficient. Uh, so I was taking notes since my last um, since my last episode. I started taking notes uh, of what I'm doing every day, and the reason I did that is just so I stay in in par with you and the things that I promised and what I tried last week and now what I would be trying this coming week. And uh, I realized all the bullet points for every day. Looking back in the past week, I was very surprised that. I did a lot of different things from uh, coding the app, from redoing the website to prices, to talking to customers, to evaluating the channels that I will be trying to uh, increase my leads and so forth. So I think this was a great week to sort of know that I don't always have to rush. And when I'm done with something that I plan for the day, I could give myself the freedom to sort of take the rest of the day off. Uh, because what I usually do, I... Uh, I finish a task before I had planned, and then uh, if I'm done before the time that I planned to be done with that task, I continue on something else, and I usually burn myself out. So yeah, so I think this was a good lesson. I'm going to try to stick with it and work less and do more, if I can put it that way. So, um, so last weekend, I sent out a newsletter. Uh, talking about the new prices that I am experimenting with, and I sent it to um, current clients, uh, people that have registered uh, at some point with Claritask and current users, current paid users. And uh, since sending that newsletter, I got a, a solid amount of feedback, positive feedback, uh, from talking to the people that I sent the newsletter to. Uh, so they didn't uh, actually reply, however, after I sent out the newsletter, I sort of uh, pinged them and said, hey, did you see the newsletter? What do you think? Because usually people don't have time to reply to something like that. So asking them after the fact that I sent the newsletter, uh, it sort of gave me the idea that not always um, you should rely on stats that you get in your MailChimp, you know, from opens and clicks because that's really not the real picture until you start talking to your clients. Uh, so I was speaking to a few of them and the general consensus was that the new pricing ideas were really good, uh, that uh, it's making Claritask more accessible, more affordable to certain groups. And actually my idea for doing that initially was to make it more accessible because 
I was constantly receiving questions uh, and suggestions that I should have a lesser plan than the one that was uh, up to this past week. So I launched ClarityTask with one plan only, which was at $50 per month, unlimited features, unlimited users. However, there were certain groups, um, certain teams, um, certain individuals that wanted to use it uh, with uh, more limits, less people, and not pay the $50 tag. So um, I did the new prices, and um, the current prices are, they start at $12 per month uh, for three users, and then they go up based on the number of users. However, if you don't need to upgrade to the next available plan, then uh, you can add a single user for $3 per month. So let's say you pick the personal plan for $12, and then you want to add just one more user, so that would cost $15 per month. Um, yeah, so, so far, this new change has gotten me a new payment a day after I launched these new prices. And it was a client that had initially started... Uh, registered for ClarityTask a couple of weeks ago. However, they told me that, um, actually I'm finding out this now, that when they wanted to upgrade this past couple of weeks, they couldn't because the price tag was way too high and they only needed uh, uh, three users. So $50 was way too much and I completely understand that. So that was really solid feedback that I received from this user and the feedback came after the fact that I um, introduced new uh, prices. Um, which made me realize that users usually don't really say why they're not upgrading, even if they know clearly. Usually, I'm speaking for myself, when I, got, when I go to a store to buy something, uh, if something is, uh, looks expensive to me, I will say it out loud, not to ask for a discount, but I'll probably say, you know, if I'm buying, let's say, a couch or um, something for my home, uh, whatever it may be, um, a coffee maker and I'll go and I'll say hey you know um, can you show me your coffee makers and uh, I'll look at the prices and I have in my mind before going to the store how much I want to spend on a coffee maker so regardless if I see a coffee maker that I really like that has AI or whatever you have these days I will still stick to the budget that I had planned maybe maybe um, fluctuate five to ten percent of my initial price but not more than that. So I will say something out loud like, uh, hey, that's expensive, which means uh, not that it's expensive for that particular product, but it's expensive for the budget that I had planned. So it's good to know these things. And I'm very happy that this customer that converted to a paying client actually told me that, that they had initially wanted to upgrade, but the price tag of $50 was too much. But they didn't tell me until today uh, when I introduced the prices, new prices. So that worked out good. Another thing with pricing, I did uh, something different from uh, the competition or how usually the pricing pages are done. I sort of went with a, a gut feeling on this one, and I know that's not always the best thing to do. However, instead of uh, naming my price plans uh, with the usual basic uh, grow, pro, um, starter plan, all the names that you know we've come across, I sort of wanted to do something a little bit more motivational and maybe inspire users uh, depending on the stage of their business they're in. So these are the names. The very first um, uh, plan, it's called It's Personal. 
and it comes with two people. So that's the first plan for $12. The second plan after that, it's called the basics, and that's for five people at $20 per month. The next plan is starting out, that's for 10 people, for $30 per month. The next one after that is named feeling good, and that's for 20 people at $50 per month. And the very last plan, the biggest one, is up to 50 people for $90 per month, and that's called We Made It. So again, the plans are It's Personal, The Basics, Starting Out, Feeling Good, We Made It. So depending on the team size, I chose these names for the stages in their business, what my customers might be in, and sort of uh, maybe they will uh, align themselves with one of these plans. Uh, one of my friends, uh, Jace from the Mega Maker Club, which I am part of, uh, suggested that I maybe should be a little bit more um, cautious with these names because if I'm having a corporate account and um, that client is uh, maybe somebody that makes a decision how they have to approve it to the board or maybe their boss, and if they go to the boss and say, hey, you know, we're thinking about getting the feeling good plan, it doesn't really sound very serious to a corporate account. Um, I know that risk, and I so agree with Jace. However, I wanted to give this a try. And this is the beauty. When you're bootstrapping a product, you can make these sort of changes uh, without having to pass them through different layers of, um, of decision makers, especially if you're, let's say, investment-backed startup. Then you really have to check with you know, a couple of people before you, do, before you do stuff like this because you have always someone watching over you. However, however when you're bootstrapping, you sort of have this freedom uh, to go nuts a bit. And uh, I sort of want ClaireTask to be an extension of things that I um, like and things that I want from other businesses and things that I see in my daily life or when I travel to different places and uh, just see something that I really liked and I want to implement it um, in my business. Just sort of to go uh, a little bit to sidetrack for, from this podcast, from this episode. Um, recently, I was in Portugal and I came across this shop which I really liked. And I had an idea sort of to have a shop like that eventually down the line. Uh, it was a surf, uh, surf shop, uh, restaurant, um, uh, audio recording studio. Uh, magazine, a bookstore. It was all these things. It was very eclectic. It was all made in wood inside. It had this really great atmosphere. And I, I loved it how they combined all these different aspects. And that was their culture. You know, that was what they liked. And I really liked stuff like that. So with Claritask, I don't want to be this rigid business that, you know, makes a software and everything is very professional, very structured. I want to be a little bit free, you know, like, um, if I can um, talk a little bit more, more about pricing, is that if um, right now I have limits on each plan, so limits are basically with people and some about features, which I'm thinking of maybe removing the limits on features, and uh, I've gotten already some feedback that maybe I should do that. However, the cutoff point is with people. So the basics has five people, starting out has 10 people, and feeling good has 20 people, etc. So let's say a client is on the starting out plan, and they have 10 people. So if they want to add a, another person, they can do it without being charged. However, um, Stripe will notice it after uh, some time, after a couple of hours or after a few days, and say, hey, you know, we notice you, you've added another user. Do you want to keep this? Here's the upgrade options. In other words, I don't want to make everything very rigid. Um, also, I've been known to offer 
users discounts um, and more affordable options if say the business just started out or maybe they're struggling maybe they really love the software but they want maybe like two three months to have it like at, uh, at a discount and they, they can continue paying once their business picks up even though prices are really affordable at this point however going back to the brand and the culture of, of Claritas I wanted to have it really free you know eventually these are crazy ideas at this point but eventually I want to have like some sort of a a separate blog magazine that you know talks about all these things that are outside of work yeah we're developers we're designers we're professionals we work hard every day but all of us have all these other hobbies you know we love certain music we love to do certain things after work so um i want claritas to be a reflection of that because that's the things that i like to do and i want people our clients to be part of that culture part of that sort of uh good feeling of running a business, you know, and not having the business be uh, something that, you know, we don't like and we have to do, but be it a part of everything else that we, we do in our lives. So, yeah, uh, this, I think I will stop talking about pricing at this point. I will continue on um, talking about a few other things. And uh, let me see what I have here next on the list. So, uh, a quick current user update. Now, currently, I have three paying users. Uh, they're all companies and then I have two other companies which are on a free forever plan because those were the people who trusted Claritask while it was in alpha stage and were keen enough to give me feedback and help me improve Claritask so those are two companies that are my friends and I've invited them initially way back in 2018 and three other companies are clients uh, that are currently using Claritask with their team a current uh, MRR is $115, so I've just crossed the $100 mark, and it's out 15% increase from the last week, if that makes any sense at this point. But yeah, so last week was $100, this week is $115, and if I can quote, I think Paul Graham said this, that you know a new business should start growing at 10%, at least 10% per week, uh, which in early days is a decent amount, because numbers are still low, and... Uh, we can probably do it if we really stick to it and do all the things that we should try and do. Uh, activity is very steady. I don't have real numbers about that because I am I have still to install next panel and get some real numbers and then report every week how the growth is um, is happening. Uh, again, the product is very sticky. What I mean by that is that when new users come in and they bring their own staff, uh, they quickly pick up on it and they really love the sort of flow that goes from creating a task to leaving a comment, to notifying others, to uploading files, etc. So, a Claire task has proven from all other apps that I've done to date, has proven to be very sticky with new users and then those users using it on a daily basis. Um, so, yeah, um, last week on my last, on episode one, I talked about the certain channels that I will be focusing on. And after doing a lot of uh, uh, sort of uh, evaluation of different channels that I've done in, in the past, what has worked for me, etc., what I can do. What I will be focusing on is mostly on the content part of uh, marketing. And that would include uh, blogging, guest blogging, articles, uh, social media, being active on Twitter, LinkedIn, etc., uh, being part of Quora articles, e either writing articles, writing extensive answers, not that only have to do with project management, but sort of with work in general. And um, having people find out about Claritas from there. 
and of course this podcast. So this is another growth channel that I'm using to uh, be really transparent about what I'm doing with ClarityTask in hopes that it will help other makers like me or other business owners in different industries. Uh, so this is part of the content marketing as well. Another thing uh, which are paid uh, as um, affiliate program, which I'm doing with, which I'm managing with Rewardful. I mentioned this on the last episode. And uh, I have to talk about something that happened with Rewardful and which was really amazing to me. And I will try to do this with ClarityTask as well. So I signed up about, uh, with Rewardful. And Kyle Fox is the founder of uh, Rewardful. And he was very helpful in getting me to um, set Rewardful up. Blah, Rewardful. So, yeah. Rewardful up. And uh, he guided me through setting it up with ClarityTask. And that was very helpful. However, once I set it up, started paying... I started trying to reach to a couple of different um, uh, affiliate marketers and I didn't really get far with it. Maybe I wasn't contacting the right person and uh, I was really getting discouraged about it. And I emailed Kyle, sort of it was my last email out of desperation on how to go about generating more affiliate marketers. And I wrote Kyle, I said, hey Kyle, can you give me some tips of how other people do it since you're in this sort of sector of, of business? And um, it was Easter weekend, uh, a lot of people wanted a break. So I hear back from Kyle a couple, in a couple of days. And uh, he actually wrote this huge email, a long email with specific bullet points and, and tips and things that I can do relating to ClarityTask. He went into ClarityTask website and he looked at the target audience that I was aiming for. And he gave me all these actionable bullet points, which I really haven't ever gotten from any other paid apps or services that I use in my daily life. And this uh, was my last email to Kyle before I canceled. So that was sort of a desperation email saying, hey, Kyle, help me out. I'm about to cancel. What should I do? Tell me. And Kyle came back with this long email. And what that made me realize was that, hey, you know, this is probably the best customer service email support that I've received ever in my life. And I will not cancel my account. I will pretty much bust my ass to make my affiliate marketing work. And the only reason, the only way that I will cancel my rewardful subscription is if I really try and nothing really pans out. Uh, so what makes it good initially, rewardful is uh, quite affordable. It's at $19 per month. Uh, so that gives me some room to, um, to test it out. And as far as uh, my program goes, I am giving out 50% of the income that is generated from each user that that affiliate marketer brings my way. And that's month-to-month recurring. So what do I mean by that exactly? So let's say an affiliate marketer uh, promotes ClarityTask on their website, on their blog, on their newsletter somehow, and then a user clicks on that special link that they have. Um, they come to my website to ClarityTask. And uh, we notice where they're coming from, from what affiliate marketer. And that user registers and upgrades their account for $50 per month, let's say. Uh, So that affiliate marketer will get 50% net of that amount. So they will get about $22. It comes down at 45% gross. So uh, I have a pretty generous affiliate marketing program. And the reason I'm doing that initially because um, I'm such a new brand. 
and I want to be really attractive to my uh, new affiliate marketers. And uh, I will be doing this more in the next coming weeks and try to attract more affiliate marketers that serve the target audience that I'm aiming for. Uh, a couple of things that I won't be doing initially are cold emails. Um, the reason I don't want to do that is because it takes a really long time uh, to research and uh, get to the right person. And that part I'm not ready to do. I have a couple of new th other things that I'm working on, things that I mentioned. And it's really uh, a lot of work for me right now to go and find companies and then find the correct uh, content, uh, co correct contact that I can email to. And also, the thing that I don't like about cold email is that uh, sometimes I feel like it's detrimental to your brand. Uh, I think it's much more valuable if somebody finds you through word of mouth um, and other uh, channels rather than somebody coming to your door and um, trying to sell you something. And this is probably a bias that I have. Maybe I should read a little bit more on cold emails and try to find ways to not feel like that and feel more like, hey, you know, here's my product. We're introducing you to it and we, we know that you will love it. So maybe that's the attitude I should have, which I don't yet. But maybe after I try these channels, if I get them on the right track, then I, the cold emails could be another channel which I can try. Another thing that I'm not doing, which I will definitely do down the line, it's paid ads, mostly on Google ads because I've done them before and they're very, very good. Uh, they have a really good return on investment. A couple of downsides about being in the project management area is because keywords are super expensive with the other competitors. And I have to be really creative in trying to get um, uh, new customers through uh, paid ads. And also, one of the other reasons I'm not doing that is because I don't quite have the budget to do that yet. But this is one area that I will definitely explore after these channels that I'm trying. So um, the website uh, is up with a couple of new changes. The biggest one being that it's responsive now, finally, after some... Uh, two months since launch, I suppose. So it's responsive. I launched it without being it responsive. And um, I just wanted to put it up there. So now I'm fixing it as I go. And I've added a new page in it, which you don't really see on many other websites. And um, actually, you do see it, but you don't see the content that I put up there. So the name of the page is Who Is It For? And usually when you go to other websites... Uh, you usually see it's for construction, it's for architects, it's for designers, developers, and they do these use cases. And what I did, actually, is if you go to Who Is It For page on Claritas, it's the first link on the header. Um, I talk about, it's sort of a manifesto of who Claritask is and who we want to serve. So I go like this. This is some of the content on that, side, on that page. It says, Claritask is for the brave, the ones who care about their work, and go the distance to make it work, even when the world sends them opposite signals. They keep on keeping on. Being afraid is okay. Doing it afraid is winning. Clear task is for those who have chosen a profession not because someone told them to or because it's good. They chose it because that's what they feel like giving to the world and deny themselves doing anything else. Clear task is for those. So this is sort of the intro paragraph and I go on in talking about how you're in good company, you know, the things that we strive for, what Claritask is about. And then we say cheers to the work you do. So we're with you, with, with our customers along the way. And I really mean this, you know. I talked earlier in this show, in this episode, that, you know, I've, I, 
I'm willing to give discounts to people that are just starting out, somebody that's struggling maybe, and they want to cut their savings, but really, they really need Claritas. And I really want to be there. And also, I want to be there for other people who are succeeding and are really great at what they're doing. And I want to be there with features and new options and new ways for them to manage their business. So at the end, I close out the page by saying, join us in this journey. So yours, the client, the customer is part of who we are, of what we do, and all the things that I mentioned in this page. So that's a new page that I added. Who is it for? And also, I've updated a couple of new pages. I also added a live chat. And this is a little bit tricky. Um, I used Crisp for now. Intercom is just way too expensive. It's ridiculous, really. Even companies that can't afford it, it's just insanely expensive, even though it's good. So I'm using Crisp, which is just as good. I haven't seen any features that are missing. I'm on their free trial right now. And it's proven to be a really good, um, uh, good option. I have it outside on the website and inside, um, inside the app. So live chat is good uh, for a few things. You get live feedback. It's also bad because people expect that you're there all the time. And I give, you know, I, I fall. I think the, the biggest fallacy is that the chat, if I can call it that, the chat icon looks like it suggests that somebody is there. You know, maybe there should be just a message, like a pop-up with a message, so users don't expect that you're there. So that's another thing. Um, what else? So I talked a lot about a lot of things. A new pricing I talked about, the names I talked about. Oh, uh, I want to talk about current expenses. And this is something that I haven't done recently. And when I did it, I was like, oh, wow, okay, so I'm not making any money. <laughs> Even though my monthly revenue is, you know, crossing 100, I was expecting some of, the, some of that money to remain in the bank. But as it looks now, um, I have a lot of expenses. <laughs> so my current MMR, MRR, like I said before, it's $115 per month currently. And my current uh, expenses are these. So DigitalOcean is at $10. Rewardful is at $19. Transistor is at 19. I haven't paid for this yet. I'm on a trial. And uh, open phone is something that I'm using for a US-based number, which rings on my phone. And that's $10. Uh, the biggest one is Silicon Valley Bank, which has a $25 fee month to month. And then Gmail, I'm paying $10 for, uh, for two email addresses. Um, there are a few things that I can cut here. Uh, the ones that I can't, I won't are the DigitalOcean one, of course, that's my uh, server. Uh, we work for my affiliate marketing program manager, Transistor, the podcast host, which I'm actually using right now, Open Phone. These are uh, my expenses, which I won't be cutting anytime soon. So that's about uh, 10, 20, and then another 40. So that's about $60, which I can't cut. One that I can cut, which I'm not sure if I should. It's a Silicon Valley bank, and uh, I've opened up a new account with Mercury, which is a new bank, and they have zero fee, plus very generous with their savings um, uh, interest, which is, I think, 1.5 to 2%, depending on the amount you have in your bank. And then Gmail, so about $35 I can cut immediately. The Silicon Valley bank, I'm not sure if I should, because it's a known bank, it's an established bank. And um, I don't want to come across uh, some problems down the line where I need to get something done, a wire transfer, of, or, or maybe somebody wants to do something that I have to pay or maybe receive a payment. And I'm not sure if this new bank is still available for those sort of features. 
Gmail, I can definitely cut because I have a, an account with Gmail, a very old account, which has, I think, 50 free users, and they never asked me to upgrade, so I'm going to transfer it there. So there are about $35, which I can cut, which will bring my expenses down to $58. Um, yeah, so um, it's not bad, you know, it's about half of the income that I have, about the revenue that I have right now. Um, otherwise, the current expenses are at 93, my MRR is in 115. That's really not a lot of money that stays in the bank, which I really need for paid ads and other stuff. All right, so um, um, what else I want to talk about? All right, so um, I will quickly talk about competition. And what I did when I, when I uh, I've been doing project management apps since 2013. I've constantly looked at my competition uh, over the years. However, when I got close to launching ClarityTask and I was starting having users, I didn't look at my, as much at the competition as I used to because I was busy listening to clients with the ideas that they had about ClarityTask and the ideas that I had, sort of, and never gotten a chance to look back at them. So uh, this week, I sort of had this fear, you know, about looking at the competition because, like, I haven't looked at them in a while. I'm really afraid, you know, that ClarityTask sucks, you know, compared to them. And, you know, maybe they have, you know, they have millions, they have all these people working for them. They can do all these amazing things. And I'm happy to say that I was very wrong. And... I know that you know we should be humble and play down when we're doing good, but just as we talk about when we don't feel good as bootstrappers because we're working mostly on our own and things are not going well, we're super vocal about that. What we, what we forget doing is talking about the good stuff, about things that we're very proud of, that we're very successful. So looking at my competition this past week, and those are all big names. I don't want to mention them in this podcast. I felt very proud of where ClarityTask is. Feature-wise, the way it works. Um, I was looking at them, some big players that make millions per month, per year, and I was surprised to see some of the things that they were doing and how we're doing them. Now, I'm not to say that they did it wrong because maybe that's what the user base asked them for, but it's surprising to me that with all the resources, um, they have some limits in their application which are much better in ClarityTask. Uh, from basic features inside of a task, of how things move around, of, of how you can find things, how you can comment on things. And um, ClarityTask is much better than those in so many ways. My only challenge now is generating more leads and getting people to see ClarityTask and start using it with their team because I'm super happy how sticky it is with new users. And I've never felt this way. You know, This is the first time that I'm feeling like this about the app that I've done. I've always was more self-conscious. You know how we're doing, you know, compared to our competition and stuff. So, ClarityTask is one of those apps that I'm feeling quite good about. That is doing good. I'm not trying to sell here. I'm just trying to talk about the comments that I feel that, you know, when I looked at the competition and saw how they're doing things and how ClarityTask and where am I, where it's going from this point on. So, I think it's very important for us bootstrappers, for us makers, to really sit down and be very grateful and feel good about things that we should feel good about, about things that we do that we're very proud of, even if it is something that, you know, you feel, you know, it's better than somebody else. So yeah, like my grass is greener than yours. I should feel good about this. And that's important. That's very important because that's motivation to move forward. We don't have big teams, like big boards that can motivate us on a daily basis. 
these are the things that we should hold on to. And if something that is not good, we should be honest about that too and try to fix it. But we should never hold back about something that makes us shine, makes us really good. And I even tweeted about this and said the same thing that, you know, we shouldn't be super humble every day because we're so open when things don't go right. But when things go well and great, we sort of hold back and try to play this humble game and we shouldn't. You know, we should be very proud of how far we've come and what we're doing and where we're going and then fixing things as, as we go along and then being very, very grateful about, you know, what our customers are telling us and being very open. However, always sort of having that feeling that uh, it's always day one. It's always that first day of your business when you feel excited. So that's important to keep in mind. And with that, I will end this uh, episode. I hope you liked it. Please share it as much as you can. I really need your help because I'm trying all these different channels to get my word out about ClayTask, about this podcast that I'm sharing transparently about the expenses, the MRR, the things that are working, the things that aren't working, what I'm trying new. So if you can share it with your audience, Twitter, social media, your blog, um, I would very, you know, I'll be very, very grateful to you. Um, and if you have something to, um, uh, to uh, advertise that I can help you with, I can mention it in this show. Just let me know in the next episode and I will try to fit it in and uh, mention it um, on, on the next shows.